Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. I think if you send these to Harvey's office, he can he can put them around the waist of the right people. Say if you had a basketball coach who was going to be in a high-profile tournament in March. Yeah, the American East tournament because yeah, we're not making the NCAAs. Oh, are you guys, you get an automatic bid to the American East tournament? I don't year? know that. Nigel, what is our record? Are we in last place in the American East? Are we like sufficiently yes, ahead of that? I'll have to look it up, but I believe the record was 2-13 and 13 and currently in last place, but I will double check that right now. How are they now. doing out of conference? Uh, I guess we're not doing very well. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. All righty then. Um, it's at the moment miserable here in Washington, D.C., though it is much more miserable in Texas. And later in the show, we will talk to Richard Justice, who is on the ground in Texas. It's where he lives. We'll talk to him about firsthand um, knowledge of power crises and things like that. Happy to have him on. Hope he's well. Um, Michael is here. He's six feet, one inches away at Uncle Benny's table. The people from uh, Pineapple Landscaping are outside. They're trying to get our walk done, and I hope that whoever is sitting here tips them when they're done, because I'm not going to be able to because I'm doing this show. The dog is barking at them. It's very slippery. It's even slippery for the dog. When you play the Frisbee game with the dog, the dog slides around. She doesn't seem to be particularly upset about it, but I wonder if she slides into a tree and breaks a paw or something like that. Well, you just have to make sure her paws are okay with all the with all the ice treatment that's around here with the salt. And yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand that. So yesterday, Tracy shoveled our front walk, not the just to get out. In, that's how far you fall. Right? Well, she insisted on doing it, and I d- didn't want her to do it, and then she and she did it, and nobody else stopped her. And I didn't, you know, I just thought it was a bad idea. But we need to take care of these people at some point. I wanted to, I am going to start the show with simply. Mom has now left Uncle Benny's table. Yeah. A lot of side eye going on. Right. Um, I'm going to (laughs) start with two things of a very personal nature. Very personal nature. And in one, I'm going to need some help. The easiest one is to tell you about a letter that I got. This was a letter addressed to ESPN and sent on December 23rd to ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. So I got it yesterday, you know, because it had to be transported. It had to, they had to realize I wasn't in Connecticut and they had to send it down to Washington. And then it had to be sent to me by courier and all of that. And I'm going to read it. And this is it. Greetings, Tony. Your wardrobe needs a complete overhaul. That's it. That's all I wanted to say at this time. Joe Salvi. That's it. So he... Nothing else? uh, No. Here, here's the letter. Describe, Look at the letter. The, describe the weight of this paper. It's heavy paper. This is a real deal paper. Yeah, it's it's actual, it's almost construction paper. Oh, this and, is creepy. Yeah, and so I wanted to say if Joe Salvi is listening, and I doubt he is, because if he was listening, he, he'd he be a little, and I don't, I don't think he would have sent it to Bristol. But in any case, I felt exactly the same way, because I have, it's almost a year now, it's over 11 months that I'm in the attic. And I said I would only wear a certain, you know, certain pants and certain shirts, and I wasn't going to use, I was not going to wear my shoes, I was not going to wear a suit, I was not going to wear my good jackets, I was not going to wear my good shirts. I took out button-down shirts, and then thankfully, Ali Mercer of David Donahue sent me four solid color shirts because I was going crazy with all these print shirts, rotating them day after day after day after day, the same two pairs of pants, which if you saw me wearing them, you'd laugh because they're so short, they have shrunk so much. I, they look absurd, they look like pedal pushers, they're so ridiculous. Um, and I've 
you know, I, I know that's true. I know when he says the wardrobe needs a complete overhaul, I know that's true. But I was waiting, hopefully, for the time when we were not necessarily in the attic anymore. Although I don't, I don't know that that time is coming. But I, I, I not only feel your pain at looking at this wardrobe, I'm wearing it, so I feel it. So I wanted to tell that story. I disagree. I actually think that the wardrobe provides the perfect feel for the type of show that you're doing upstairs. I think it's fun. I think it's youthful. Now, maybe you try and find a date where you say, marking the one-year anniversary of being up here, I'm now going to go back to some of my suits. I haven't worn a pair Friday. of shoes, a real pair of shoes. <laughs> That's on you. In a, just, over a saying, year, I'm about a year, the, I've worn a pair you know, of shoes. The striped ties, the navy blazer. Right, I think they're it's okay. a good look, and I think it fits the attic, and I still think you look you look very professional for the type of show you're doing. There's a lot I'm That's, not saying there, but it's well, you're not in a professional studio. You're in the attic. I'm in my attic. Now I wanted to talk to you about something that has bothered me for months. And I'm, and I'm actually asking for help here. And I'm asking for help from someone, anyone, who has worked in a water sewer commission in any small city in the United States of America, or even a big city, even if you work on DC water, uh, which is a big deal. But I'm going to tell you this story. I get four bills a year from Rehoboth Beach, city of Rehoboth Beach, four bills a year, quarterly bills, to pay water and sewer fees. This is completely legitimate. You know, whatever you use, you ought to have to pay. The bill that I got in November, and I haven't paid this bill yet, and you'll hear why in a second. The bill that I got in November for one quarter of 2020 was $1,070. What? $1,070, which is, it's simply unbelievable, $1,070. And how do I know it's unbelievable? Because the previous three bills were $146, $125 and $41. So even if you take the highest bill, this is eight times that. You know, it's eight times that, $1,070. And I called up and, you know, I said, this just seems crazy to me. It's so high. How could this be? And they said, well, you know, this is what the water meter registered. And I said, well, check the water meter or do something because I, I, it's so much more money than it's ever been before. It makes no sense to me. And they said, well, you have irrigation out there and it's during the summer and you use a lot of water. And I said, do I use eight times the amount of water? And ultimately, and I called them really often and maybe once they called back, but I, I persisted and left messages and got people and finally got someone to tell me, okay, don't pay it. Don't pay it until we resolve it, which is sort of what I was asking because it seemed sure. to me totally crazy i hope you got that in writing i didn't but you know but so then i got another bill i got another bill for 100 the water the current water billing was 146 dollars, which seemed reasonable to me this was the next three months but then they gave me a late charge yep. then i went nuts i said no you can't give me a late charge because we had this agreement that i was not going to pay the previous bill until you know it was resolved and one thing led to another, and I spoke to a couple of people, and they were very nice, and they said, you know, we've changed your water meter. You now have a brand new water meter, and on your brand new water meter, we are capable of going hour by hour as to how much water you use. And I said, great, that's great, because I don't know how much water we could possibly use because nobody's living in the house in the middle of the winter. So how much water could we use? I called up the other day and found this out that no water was used, none, except on January 13th. 
On January 13th, 76 gallons in the morning and 74 gallons in the evening. That's 150 gallons of water. That's a lot of water, right? That's a lot of water, 150 gallons. Yeah. I said, well, how could that be? And they said, well, that's what, that's what we are registering. I, well, but nobody's there. Now I sent the property manager out there, and he said there are no leaks. We have a plumber coming on Monday. We've had plumbers there before. And the last time they said there were no leaks. Right, but a leak would show up more than just on those. On it that would run. Thing. That's exactly, exactly right. That it, would, water. it would run. So how were 150 gallons of water used in any given day unless someone is stealing the water? Uh, and I don't know how you steal water. You just go randomly to a house and put a hose in the house and steal 150 yeah, but- gallons of water. The property manager said that the outdoor areas are shut off. You can't do it. There's no water flowing. So, uh, so I know what you're going to say. Well, you, you can afford it. It's not a question, can I afford it? Of course I can afford it. You know, I've never told you I couldn't afford it, and I'm willing to pay what I've used. It's just hard for me to believe I've used it. So, I'm, so in the same way, well, differently than, than all of you listening because you don't have the airwaves that I have, but I'm sure that all of you listening would get these bills and you would say, how can this be? How is this possible? What is going on? Am I wrong, Michael? No, you're you're right. And normally, so I want some it, help. Does, it doesn't happen to this volume. It's going to be an extra fifty bucks or an extra hundred bucks, and that's where they get you. And just saying, oh well, you know, this time of year you're using more heat, or in the summer you're using more water, using more you're using more electricity. What am I using in that. January that would require one hundred fifty gallons? Because so, if you let that loose in the house, we'd be flooded out. Right. So yeah. I would. I want to know more about the property manager because if the actual valve for the outdoor access points is turned off which it should be you know in the months where you have I said it was likely freezing and, and maybe you thought it was but then it actually wasn't because this seems like someone would just drive up to your house connect a hose and yeah fill up a pool on a construction site because <laughs> they, were, they were building a house across the street they were building a house in the back did sure. somebody steal my water and did they steal it on that particular day and so what what the city of rehoboth will say is look this is not our responsibility nope, this is a lie. brand new meter and and we're we're convinced the meter is fine, and so I get it. I cannot I cannot get them to say to me you don't have to pay this. But to the earlier but quarterly I, bill, you can say by putting in the new meter, you're recognizing that there was a flaw, and if there is that flaw, then it makes sense. No, they don't. Say, they don't say there's a flaw. They say you used it. You used that much. You used that much water. I, I just I would think that there are people out there who have had this happen to them. I would think so. That they're you know uh, and sure. so I. If somebody out there is connected with billing procedures in cities or something like that, maybe they could call. Maybe they could let let me know. Am I being crazy here to to put this out in public? No. Uh, again, it's I'm less worried about your situation, though it is extreme. I'm worried about the small situations that happen every month with your with your routine bills that are now for most of us on auto pay. I know you don't do auto pay. No, because I right. This is the same way you check every time you get your Amex statement. I do. I check bills. Yeah. I'm the only person in America that checks bills. I want to know why this happened. And I've been able to discover every once in a while a a completely fraudulent bill. Totally fraudulent. Now, what if this is actually part of this small resort town's business practices where they just say, this is what the water (laughs) means. This is what the water. Yeah. You want to come here? Great. This is the tax. Yeah. Well, then just tell me that. Just tell me that. But I would. Except you're not allowed to come here for certain months of the year. If you. Yeah. If you uh, might bring the coronavirus, even though you own a house, they don't want you. But you want they want the money, so I'm not. Just I'm not the water. So I'm it not just, being critical of any particular person. I'm I'm not doing that. But I'm saying that how how 
could I have used 150 gallons on this one day and yeah. no water on other day? How? Right? It Where did the water any- go? Yeah. That's it a deeper question. I'm, I'm Mike from Burke, Virginia is angry now. Just, <laughs> you just pay it. Just pay it and stop complaining. It's, but as you said, it, the, the, the bill or whether you have the, the means to pay the bill is not the question. That's not the point right. of it at all. I mean, I'm acting I, like a regular person here who doesn't understand what well, has again, happened. This is a regular it, issue that happens every billing statement. And it seems completely unfair that they just say, sorry, that's what the meter says. You're, you're on the hook for that. And you're not even right. there. I just, I don't know. Right. That, that enrages me when they'd say, hey, our hands are tied. The meter says what it says, and you've got to pay this. I mean, it makes me want to buy the water company and say, now I control <laughs> everything, and everyone's fired. And how about that? I get my water for free. Yeah. I'm sure we can get you a specialized lawyer. It's just going to cost more than the water bill. Well, this is, this is, the, this is the other thing that I said. And that is a bill. I said, should I get a lawyer? And someone else in the house said, a lawyer is going to cost you a lot more than the bill. And and the logic of that was impeccable. But what if you uncover a bigger issue within this within sure. this township? Well, then I have the then I have the plot for True Detective, the next the third <laughs> series. Then I'm good. Driving in on Route True One. True Detective. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to say that, and maybe maybe some of the littles out there, maybe maybe they could actually help, and or just write emails or something, and let me know. Let me know. Michael's wearing his keen boots. They're really nice. Oh yeah. You know, that was good. You worked that. My shoveling boots. That was great. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Richard Justice will join us to tell us about what is going on in Texas, which is not good. The headline, for example, the overarching headline in the Washington Post, A1 today, is water crisis damage spread in Texas. So he's in Texas. We'll have Richie when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the policy genius ad, and they say, please do not read verbatim, but, but it's written well. It's the shortest month of the year, meaning you've got slightly less time to check off your February to-dos. Luckily, Policy Genius can help you kill two birds with one stone, compare auto and home insurance rates, and save up to $1,055 per year by reshopping. You know, that's money you can put towards the things you care about, whatever that may be. Why would I change that copy? The, the copy's pure. First, head to policygenius.com, answer a few quick questions, not trick. They shouldn't say quick because it looks like trick. A few quick questions about yourself and your property. Then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from over 30 top insurers from progressive to nationwide to find your lowest quotes. The Policy Genius team will look at all the ways to maximize your savings, including bundling your home and auto policies. And if Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch you over for free. If you're worried that March is around the corner and you've barely gotten anything done, take a deep breath. Policy Genius will help you make the most of this short month in minutes. Just reshop your home and auto insurance and you could save up to $1,055. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a song called Try. I'm going to read this note. These two songs come from a band whose lead singer is the youngest sister to the woman I am related to by marriage. The band Hollywood Makeout. What a great name for a band. Released their third album last month. It's called Skinny Dippin' Scorpion. And these are two of the lead singer's favorite songs from the album. This one again is called Try. There are two things I want to emphasize in this letter. The lead singer, my sister-in-law, Erin Leno, had a very stressful 2020. She became pregnant for the first time in February, just a week after learning she had breast cancer. These two things would be hard for any woman at any time. Now we had the pandemic to our situation. 
despite the almost monstrous odds against her, Erin beat breast cancer, never got COVID, and gave birth to my adorable, beautiful niece, Frankie. I don't have a close relationship with Erin, I, but I want her to know that watching her beat the odds on surviving breast cancer while not getting COVID and delivering a healthy child in a hospital is like seeing something within human strength, like a Greek goddess or an MVP athlete or Chessie with a rabbit or some lizard's mouth and vocal cords. It's wonderful. It's written by Avi Forstein. It's totally wonderful. And it's a really good song. So it plays in Richard Justice. Normally we have Richie on and we talk about sports. And we might get into pitchers and catchers a little bit. But more importantly, Richard lives in Houston. He's been, uh, he grew up in Texas. They've been hit tremendously hard by these recent storms. As I said earlier, the Washington Post has a headline on A1 stripped across four of the five columns water crisis damage spread in texas you're in texas what happened to you personally on the ground and people you know and love a humanitarian crisis beyond comprehension of utter failure of government of infrastructure people are having to help one another i am so lucky i was without power for 13 hours on monday it got down to 10 degrees monday night and um from uh, my the temperature in my house was 49 degrees when the power came back on at 11 o'clock Monday night. And, and trust me, Tony, I am so lucky. All around me, burst pipes, uh, no power. My one daughter in Dallas went four full days without water or power. They thought the power was going to come on Wednesday. She and her husband had everything arranged uh turn the pasta on, get in the shower, blah, 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 on for three minutes. The temperature in their apartment in Dallas, overlooking uh, the arena where the Mavericks play, um, got down to 48 degrees yesterday, and the power came back. They were just at the point where they said, we've got to get out of here. If we have to drive 100 miles to find a hotel, we're going to do that. This is unsustainable. My other daughter, who lives in a Houston, western Houston suburb, four days no power, no water. Now, she was lucky that she, her baby, and her husband, and their neighbors uh, spent four days with us, drove, were able to manage the roads. But what we've had here is record-setting temperatures, um, no power for millions of people, no drinking water, no passable roads, uh, and even as we speak, it's a, it's a, it's, it's beyond belief. Uh, it, it looks like a third world country, which is what you wrought when you have government that does not govern. Uh, and there are people waiting in lines for gas, for drinking water. I went into a supermarket two, two days ago and all the shelves were bare. Uh, you know, the shelves were bare of meat and eggs because those had to, had to be thrown away because of the t- power failure. But it's you do not you look at this and you can't believe you're in the United States of America. And of course, what happens? The politicians turn it into scoring points. This is what happens when you have the Green New Deal. Texas doesn't have the Green New Deal. Texas separated itself arrogantly from the rest of the country's power grid, and yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. They resisted the temptation to winterize the natural gas. Um, uh, and the wind turbines and all of that. Uh, you know, I, um, it's going to be better today. It was 20, it's 25 here right now. It's going to be in the 40s today. Another hard freeze tonight. 50s tomorrow, 60s Sunday. Uh, it's almost over. But the damage to homes and to lives 
and the deaths, the death toll of hypothermia, that sort of thing, is uh, is going to be lingering for a long while. I will say this: the journalism has been phenomenal. The Texas Tribune, a nonprofit news organization, has just done compelling work. The Houston Chronicle and obviously the New York Times and the Washington Post have both been here. It, it's a reminder that, look, the governor didn't even speak until yesterday. Uh, and what the power companies that weren't providing power, what they basically said was, none of your business. We'll let you know when your power comes back on. Uh, we don't know how long it's going to be on. Don't ask anymore. And uh, my, I think my voice is shaking because it's just you can't believe what you were seeing. All right, so let me, I'm glad you you talked about what the forecast was in terms of weather. There are a bunch of specific questions. First of all, um, obviously you've talked about Houston and Dallas. How widespread is it? For example, is West Texas affected? Yeah. Is it so? How widespread in the state? And and when we talk about is there, I'm going to ask, is there blame here? I did find out. I mean, when we think of Texas. We think of the oil business. Right. We think of energy. We think of Enron. We think of Texas being big and totally capable of going out on its own and supporting the power needs. Because it, because in the summer, when it gets over 100, you know, you have air conditioning needs, totally capable of supporting the power needs of all of its people. And Texas is probably the third or fourth largest state in the union in terms of population. This is a massive failure. How, how did it happen? Yeah, and we did have winter storm alerts for all 254 counties. That had never happened before, from the Panhandle to Amarillo to El Paso to Beaumont. Mm -hmm. That had never happened before. Um, we had a hard freeze in 2011. Well, well first of all, the, the United States power grid is an eastern grid and a western grid. Texas separated itself, and people like Ted Cruz taunted California and said uh, uh, during the, the, during the uh, wildfires, uh, they California government is, this is what Ted said, is not even capable of providing basic services to people. So Texas separated itself from the power grid. What happened was um, the, the coal plants, they, in 2011 we had a hard freeze. A study said you have got to winterize your power plants because this can happen, and in the world of climate change it's more likely to happen. They didn't do it because you, you, they didn't justify the spending. Like, I have a friend that, that uh, paints, is a plumbing painter, and his paint is good for 20 degrees. And now his pipes are bursting all over the place. And he said, you know, who, who thought we were not, we were going to, in Houston, Texas, we would have 20-degree weather. So the system was overwhelmed. The natural gas plants froze. Now, the governor went on Fox News and said, yeah, this shows uh, wind turbines. Yeah, the wind turbines did freeze, but there's only like 10% of the our power source in Texas. Everything failed. And listen, it could have been much worse. I mean, you mean you've had you've had people most I think power is is generally back on water pressure, water safety is the big issue now. Homelessness right. and what you've had is private sector step up. Um to help, you know, people open their doors, churches, furniture stores, and all that come in here, but an absolute failure. So, and, yeah, and let, let me ask is, this question. They, they, let me just ask the, this. They let the plants decay, and it's a it's a larger message okay. for the country. If if the country doesn't take care of infrastructure, this is going to happen in other places. This is what, what I wrote down was was Texas reasonably unprepared. In reasonably. other words. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah. It, in, the, in the sense that they had tried to do things, and this was just sort of an act of God in terms of being so different in terms of temperature, or, or were, they not, were they unreasonably unprepared because they were haughty and, and they didn't prepare? They were haughty, and, okay. and they created a council to deal with energy. We're better than the rest of the country. We don't need to be part of the rest of the country. And they didn't take care of the power plants, and they paid a price. And there had been warnings, like you are, uh, the, the uh, Texas, Texas Tribune, I believe a year ago, it might have been the Texas Observer, another nonprofit, that just said Texas is flirting with disaster. If this happens, if we get a hard freeze, a, a, a once-a-generation cold spell, uh, there is going to be a humanitarian crisis on a catastrophic wow. level, and that's what's happened. So are people, because you mentioned the governor, that yep. he hadn't said anything for a while. Uh, and, and by the way, this happens every once in a while. I am old enough to remember when a mayor of New York City was away from the city in a terrible snowstorm and lost the re-election bid. I remember when Marion Barry was the mayor of Washington, D.C., and he was out of town on something, and he got back as quick as he could, could because it was so criticized. And we'll get to Ted Cruz in a second, but let me deal with the governor first. Is the governor particularly unpopular? In, in other words, is the blame falling on him? And if it is, is it deserved? Uh, you know, he started uh, on, is it deserved? His name is Abbott, right? The Greg governor's Abbott. Abbott? Ultimately, yeah. you know, that's the responsibility did yeah. he see this coming? But the people that he put in charge, they are ultimately responsible. There's a council. It's called the Energy Reliable Reliability Council or something. And, uh, um, I mean, ultimately, he's to blame. But, you know, will he be held accountable? I don't see it. Will Ted Cruz be held accountable? I, I don't see it. They will... They will get back to the important issues today, like transgender bathrooms, and people will be distracted again. What do you make of Ted Cruz? For people that don't know this, <laughs> Ted Cruz went to Cabo for a day and then came back wearing his Lone Star State mask and his jeans, and and uh, and I guess thought he was just going to skate on this. Tell the right. people what he what is the reaction to Ted Cruz? Okay, recently reelected, Ted Cruz. And, recently uh, reelected. The journalism has been just amazing on Ted Cruz and also social media. You can't get away with anything. He was seen in the airport, I guess it was Monday. Or, no, wait, what's today? Today is Friday. Friday. He was seen in the airport on Wednesday. Um, social media went crazy. There's Ted Cruz boarding a flight to Cancun. We're freezing. <laughs> we're dying. He's going to Cancun. A million memes, even the, the, of him taking his large bag across the airport, you know, where the Bernie Sanders meme in his, the inauguration. And it was when the, when the thing landed on Mars yesterday, the first thing you see is <laughs> Ted Cruz on Mars walking his, his roller bag across. And so what Ted did was what politicians, shameless politicians do. Now, Ted had excoriated the Austin mayor last summer during the, the teeth of the pandemic. Steve Adler, the Democratic Austin mayor, for saying, telling people, stay home, while he, he booked a flight to Cabo. So, and uh, Ted is also, you know, the one that said, we don't want to be a part of California. They can't even provide basic services to their people. So what Ted did was what courageous politicians do. He threw his kids flatly under the bus. Yeah, Look, my did. kids wanted to go. So he yeah. goes and he 
he, just being a chaperone. Yeah, yeah it's just, said, just for one night. I just went to so. take them down there. I'm going to bring them right back. Oh, yes. uh, some United Airlines <laughs> leaked that he changed the flight only hours prior. <laughs> he comes back here yesterday. He gets a. Uh, there are people. It's going crazy going here. He had people waiting. In, in, he ducked out of the airport yesterday and avoided the cameras. But he had protesters waiting in front of his house. One of the signs said. Uh, Two, two suitcases for one night. Another sign said, um, did your kids also make you commit treason? Uh, another, ah, another, some reporting in the Daily Mail, just one simple sentence. Ted was on the upgrade standby list for the flight. His wife, Heidi, wasn't. It's beautiful. And even, you know, it shows you can still embarrass politicians because during the era of Trump, Trump would double down on everything. Yeah, watch me do it again. Ted like is now doing. A, he's changed his story about forty times, and is doing a Maya couple tour. Tour when I got on the flight, I just knew it was wrong, you know <sighs> that sort of thing. So you know, look, what could Ted do? Ted, John Cornyn, the other senator, and Ted Cruz had asked for disaster relief, and the Biden administration had granted. He did. He had done what he did, he could do, but the look just showed we can still humiliate these bastards. <laughs> so we are glad that you are personally all right and your family seems to be all right and we hope and pray that everybody uh, is all right and thank you for coming on and, and sharing this because you're there you're there and I didn't get to pictures and catches but the next time we will yeah, broken thumbs <laughs> you know we'll get to that thanks Richard thank you Tony Richard Justice boys and girls we're glad he's safe uh, we will take a break we will come back with what are we do with news right with Jeannie and Gary that is right. Jean, That's right. Yes, Nigel, Jeannie, and Gary? Yes. Okay, I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. And this is the underpants read. Nundies <laughs> knows self-expression is important. It's why they make the most unique printed undies. And when I'm looking for undies, I'm looking for unique. It's why they make sure their undies are made from the world's softest, most sustainable material. It's why they write these ads so that you hear from them and know it's time to upgrade your undies. They want you to feel like you, and they want you to be comfy as heck while doing it. Uh, comfy just, as heck. Yeah. Mom is sitting next to me as I get into the rest of the read. Okay. Now, I live in a house with two young lads, so underpants, undies, underpants. I'm good saying it all. We, we, we are very open. Uh, young, young, the bootster, likes to open these packages, which is why it's time to stop worrying about whether or not you have enough coins to do laundry. It's time... Just throw your old underpants away and get new ones. Yeah, and you know what? With the undie, with the Me Undies membership, they send those new ones right to your front porch. Here you go. And then your little boy picks them up and throws them around the room and then studies them like it's a printed book. Hmm. <laughs> you don't really need a uh, you don't really need a membership, but it's fun. And really, we're looking for fun these days. And then you can also worry less about boring things like laundry. Each month, you get a pair of undies that strikes your fancy delivered right to your door. Plus, the membership saves you up to 30% on virtually everything they make. They make socks, they make loungewear. Oh, good. And they make really soft t-shirts. Undies are offered in a range of sizes, including extra small to I'm wearing my XL. new uh, L.L. Bean t-shirt, by the okay, way. Okay, that's a different read. But I know, yeah, I understand, okay. but I'm just saying I'm Thank wearing you. it. Okay, we the pants have... don't fit. Okay, good. We'll, just, we'll create a larger swath here that we can just cut out. Yeah. These are the softest undies on earth, but they don't stop there. Get the same soft-as-heck material in loungewear and onesies. I mentioned those. MeUndies has a great offer for Tony's listeners. For any first-time purchase... 
every time and mom's looking at me and judging me. For first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange and no caveats, no questions. To get your 15% off your first order, free shipping, a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Tony K. That's MeUndies.com slash Tony K. It's a very good read. Thanks, Dad. Anything from you, Mom? No. Yep. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is the fabulously named band Hollywood Makeout. It's just a great, it's just a great band. This is from an album called Skinny Dippin' Scorpion, and this is a song called <laughs> Check You Later. And as we've read before, this is sent to us by Avi Forstein, and he writes, P.S. Sadly, ketchup is my version of meth. I know it's bad for me and my food, but I can't stop using it. I put it on some of the hot dishes. I eat like various meats, fried potatoes, and cooked eggs. Little's out there, help me. I'm a sick man. Michael, if the band Hollywood Makeout wants to uh, send their music and you have a band and you want to send your original music, how do you do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at com. This is some late night driving music. And if you have a ketchup confessional, I think Gene is ready to hear you. Yeah, ketchup confessional. I love the name of that. Jeannie and Gary are with us now. We're going to do a news segment. And the way this works is Nigel leads it off and then you know we all start to talk and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but we'll see Better when it doesn't. go ahead go ahead nigel go ahead well there's there's lots that we could lead with the australian open big trade in the nfl ice storm hitting dc but of yeah. course we need to begin with the big news from the american east conference and this goes no, uh, it's, pretty- not, it's not i don't think it's american east oh, i I'm think sorry. it's america east oh, that's right i think it's, it's america not, east it's not american't either it's no, america right, it's not. east America East Conference. Uh, yes, How are we you, doing? The big, you st- the big green and black and white. How are we doing? The Colonials. Well, still in we last place. We used to be the Colonials. Bear hats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bear hats now. Uh, still at 2 and 13, 2 and 10 in conference uh, in, in, in last place. But mm. Maine has opted out from playing for the remainder of the season, including the postseason. So oh, so we get means, in? You're in. Yes. That means. <laughs> we get in. Well, yes, unless they keep is- us out on merit. <laughs> unless they, <laughs> they say you can't come in. <laughs> so we're in. We're in. Yes. We're in. Cur- currently locked into ninth place. Uh, the, the first two. The, well, we move up gonna- to eighth, though. We move up uh, to eighth place. No, 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 no. That, that's no. with Maine being out because you're in tenth place overall in the conference. But with Maine out, now you're nine. There are ten, well, whoa, but to whoa, make whoa, the math wait, easier, wait, wait, they're wait. taking nine in the tournament. Are they taking nine in the tournament or are they taking eight in the tournament? No. They're taking nine. Yeah, they're, they're taking nine. Okay, then we're in. Then we've got to be in. Very yes. good. Thanks, Maine. Thank yes. you, Maine. This pathetic performance. <laughs> well, we we have a chance. Are you saying we don't have a chance if we're in the tournament? We have a chance. Well, that's true, Tony. Everybody has a chance. That's, well, that's all we ask for yeah. is a chance and some orange slices after the game. That's all we ask for. I think, for. Tony, the top two, um, which I you guess and, will be Vermont and... and uh, UMBC, UMBC, they get double buys, so you don't even, you wouldn't even have to face them until you knock off the likes of of Hartford or New Hampshire, whoever. Where, know, where's Stony Brook in the in the potential Stony match? Brook is, Stony is just one above you. Oh, so there they're, you go. They're they're eight or, or I guess. Well, then seven, there's probably a. Do you think nine. there's a wait? Do you think there's a play in game nine eight? Do you think that's the play in game? It should be if that's we have a, nine. That, that that sounds like a good plan. So then we would play Stony Brook. Yes, the dreaded. It, Hateful Stony Brook. It will okay, begin, good. And it will begin next week. They begin on a week early, so you'll be playing that number eight seed on the 26th or the 27th. And by the way, when you make it to the championship game... <laughs> which we will. Which we will. 
when you're playing UMBC, you're going to look across that court and say, we've beaten these blokes this year. So we're That's not right. afraid of anybody. One of no, your we're two not. wins. Yes. We're, we're not afraid of anybody. We're <laughs> absolutely not afraid of anybody. We don't think we can beat anybody. We're not afraid. Okay. Too and I've, and got a, I've got a belt. I've got my Binghamton belt, so yes. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to sit by the television set in my Binghamton belt asking, why isn't this on ESPN1? How is it not? What else could they have? All right. What else? Uh, the NFL, big trade. Uh, Carson yes. Wentz to the yes. Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. Well, so, it's probably going to be a first-round pick. If Carson Wentz plays 12 games, it'll be a first-round pick. What do we think of this? What do we think of this for Carson Wentz, for Indianapolis, for the Eagles? What do we think? I've always been a bigger fan of Carson Wentz than you. Um, Will Bond hates him. And I like Carson Wentz, so I would like to see this work out. He gets reunited with a former Eagles offensive coordinator under whom he was relatively successful. Not relatively. He had an 11-2. The year they won the Super Bowl, they started out 11-2 with him. He had 33 touchdown passes and... And seven picks. Very good. A fabulous yes. season. And, and like 3,300 yards. Yes, he, he was awesome under Frank yeah. Reich. So, and, that, and that would explain why Frank Reich wanted him. And I'm, I'm happy, for the, uh, happy for the Colts as well. So I, you know, at his best, as it, at his best, which I mean, we don't know because he became a mental case in Philadelphia. But at his best, he's better than any quarterback the Washington football team is going to throw out there at his best. So, Certainly we'll better than anyone currently on their roster, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tony, I always root for upheaval in the NFC right. East. If bad stuff <laughs> happens to the Eagles or the Cowboys or the Giants, that's always good for me. But right now, I feel like the NFC East is so pathetic. It's terrible. I can't even just take joy in them. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually terrible. And, and all of the quarterbacks, all of the incumbent quarterbacks – in, in that conference are in something is wrong with all of them, including the best of them, probably Dak Prescott, who may or may not play for, da- for Dallas because he's angry at them and, yeah. and they want to franchise. You know, so you, it's, yeah, it's a terrible conference league, at the moment. Though. Changes yeah. quickly in this league. Yeah. Used, it, used to be, it used to be the best, and now it's the worst. For, for Rob Colpian's sake, I hope this works out. And you described him as a mental case most recently. Yes. And we saw that it, particularly at the end of the season. So it seems like Indy and sort of the personality around that market should actually be a really good landing spot because it is decidedly good. not the NFC East. What, what he will feel like it's he's awakened on Christmas morning and unwrapping 15 presents by going back to Frank yeah, Reich. By the way, silly, right? just a small weather note. Uh, we don't have Kevin on the show today. Thank God. At the moment, it is terrible out. It is st- what appears to be snow, but may well be sleet. No, it, beautiful big flakes. It looks like a Folgers commercial. Just, you know, it's uh, coming not, down. Not, All right, what else? Not 19 miles north of you. I will just, it, it's it's moving its way slowly up 270. Okay. What else? Well, just to, to cap that off, um, conditions are supposed to improve throughout the day. And I don't know if this really? will melt off. Yes. But it's they not going to uh, melt. Uh, well, yeah, because it's going to be it's going to be Tuesday fairly cold. This, but it, it will be above freezing this afternoon. So some of it well, may I, melt. Um, I doubt it. But then we it's may get sunny. a small yeah, wintry yeah. mix Sunday night into Monday. So that's yeah. that might be the last gasp for winter here in Washington, uh, D.C. I don't know why anybody would say that, particularly you. You're not a, a weatherman. I don't under, I don't even understand the concept of that. There's always <clears throat> cold in February and March. There's always potential for snow. I mean, you've been watching too much of Camera 
<laughs> Honest to God, yeah, I mean, but it just no, Kevin's no, middle of March, we introduce sun angle, which will help. Right. My theory is any snow that you get in March is gone in like a day. So it's not like getting a snowstorm or a blizzard in December or anything like that. No, 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 say, no, 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 no. Gene, tell him. No, no, no. I remember this vividly. It was conference tournament weekend. So it was early March. Heavy snowstorm. The entire sports section had to check into the, was it the Westin Hotel across the street from the post? where uh, Gene Wong and Len Hochberg uh, broke the rules about how much you could drink and put it on your Yeah, okay. Well, I will so, say, looking at the the ten day forecast, it's going to be warm in the middle of the week. Projected low temperatures starting next Monday, and this will go through the fifth of March: thirty two, thirty three, forty, thirty four, thirty, thirty seven, forty five. 35, 34, 37, 36, 35, and that's that's up by me. So it, it looks like not even freezing. For I, a, I understand that, but that doesn't. You don't take winter out of play Agreed. on February twentieth. You, you don't. <laughs> We've had Easter snowstorms. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What else? Uh, we'll take you to the Australian Open, Mr. Tony. Tony. Nigel. Where, yeah. where the finals have been set uh, for both the men and the women. It'll be um, Jen Brady and Naomi Osaka in the women's final. And Daniil Medvedev uh, took out Stefano Tsitsipas earlier today. He will face Novak Djokovic, who I believe is... I hate is... Novak Djokovic. I hate him. <laughs> I, believe... I, I, root, I root against him all the time. I hate him. I, I yeah. just think he's... The fact that people say he could be the greatest tennis player of all time offends me. He wins this thing all the time, but he's annoying on the court and he he hit that lineswoman last year uh, and he's an anti-vaxxer he's an am i wrong on him it, he's tough to root for for a lot of reasons i'm on i, I certainly find that um I, by the way i don't know if you saw the nick curios back and forth because uh, they are, they have a long history of not liking each other and curios mm. stated flatly in a press conference after a match said yeah no uh, we respect each other's games but I do not like him at all, which you yeah. never hear anyone say. So. Curios is awful. He's a terrible well, yeah. poser. He's <laughs> awful. All right. Yeah. Uh, Gene, Gary, any comments on uh, I, I, Serena I, being out? I leave the tennis to Nigel. I can't pronounce the names. No, yeah. I, I, uh, That's yeah. sort of not, not in my wheelhouse right now. I'm, I don't know. I just can't get into it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we the only, in? I mean, Wilbon and I do this all the time. I mean, the, the, the notion of, is Serena the greatest tennis player of all time? And I don't think so. He does. I, I think it's Martina Navratilova, you know, but I. It's not. And Serena has reached, to be fair, she's 39 years old, which is, which is ancient for tennis. It's approaching Brady's 43 playing football. It's very, very close to that. It's really old. And she's no longer the player she was. So she doesn't get to the finals anymore. She's chasing Margaret Court for most majors ever won and four times in a row she hasn't gotten to the finals and I'm not I'm not sure she ever will get to a major final again I'm not you know but she she's still a very very still better very than good most player. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah she oh, yeah. all but three or four yeah. yes but yeah. but all you but always run four. into those three or four yeah the at the end yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right okay go ahead uh the invasion of Mars has begun. Well, has continued. Yeah, I Gary, say. Gary, why don't you pose your question to Gene? Just, just an informal poll I was taking before we went on air, wondering if you were buying it or not. That's all. <laughs> not not saying I'm not. I was just wondering. You, you know, you know. It's think, a, we live in a time where people question all sorts of things. So I'm surprised Capricorn how situation. Uh, how gleefully everyone is. You know, they they might maybe they got OJ holed up in a cave somewhere doing a Capricorn, a Capricorn one deal. One. I don't know. <laughs> What do you think, Gene? Is is do we really plant the flag on Mars? Are we up there? Is something up there? I think we did because there's somebody else already up there. 
there's another little ship already up there, unless well, unless you're really a conspiracist, and then who knows? But I'm sure there's life up there, Tony. I just know there is. What kind of life? I mean, like, Alien. you know, is... Aliens. Well, I mean, you know, is it plant life? Is it sort of kind of human life? Is it animal life? Low is green it a bit cheese? Is it a cheese? Well, I mean, what are they? What's up there? <laughs> it's <cheese>. algae. <laughs> Single cell uh, organism. So, so, uh, so, before we went on the air, and so Gene can comment on this. Gary mentioned that he was not born when we landed on the moon in 1969, in the summer of 1969, which I saw on a 10-inch television set. At, at camp, and everybody wanted everybody wanted to see that. And Gary's position was that the accomplishment, the scientific accomplishment of landing on Mars, is far greater than landing on the Moon. But but my position was not relatively we, necessarily, but you know, but, in a vacuum. But we see the yeah. yeah. But we see the Moon. I mean, we the, the, we live with the Moon. We understand the Moon. So that that was a bigger deal socially also, and culturally. There were human beings landing on the Moon. They were right. walking around and talking on the moon. I mean, that's to me, has much more impact than the successful landing of a piece of metal. You know what I mean? I mean, I can So wait, you, wait you don't believe Matt Damon was on the moon for a few months? <laughs> like you don't believe those that? those potatoes? He was, he was yeah. so there. Um, but, but, you know, I remember exactly where I was the, the night men landed on the moon. Don't you? I, absolutely. I was uh, I was at Camp Kiyuma. I was at the head counselor's porch. We were watching it on a static-filled 10-inch portable television set. And I had said to Gary, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I mean, I thought maybe we could see them. Like when they land, maybe we could see them. I was that stupid. Did you, you know think what, that? Actually, Gene brings up a, a great distinction, Tony, that we didn't discuss. And, th and that, that was the dudes. Like I was saying to Tony, Gene, like every, you guys all gathered around TVs, radios, everyone watched and listened. And it's like we're doing this thing on Mars yesterday, and and yeah, it's on social media and whatnot. But it was it wasn't must see TV for anyone. But I think maybe if we had men and women astronauts, people we were putting on there, maybe it would have been received differently. I'm 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 wondering that out loud. I think maybe it would have been. I don't know. To me, it just seemed sort of sad that, that people didn't seem to pay that much attention. I don't know. I, th I thought that was cool. It's a major accomplishment, and hopefully they'll find, like, a COVID cure up there or something. What do you think, Gene? Well, you know, people have already forgotten who Chuck Yeager is. So, who? of course, we've all become yeah. inured to all of these great feats in the sky. Yeah. I, I mean, I, look, I, I don't know. How long does it take to even get to Mars? How, is it I years, think it right? seven it's months years? for seven the months. Oh, it's yes. okay, so it's not years. I thought, for some reason, I thought at, it was like 12,000 miles an hour. Yeah, granted, well, I, don't believe, I don't believe it goes in a straight line, but that's really quick. I mean, do they have speed cameras up there? Is that legal? I mean, to go that <laughs> could Bethesda make money off that? Um, <laughs> much, I'm sure. I don't know. Fun I mean, I don't. Line. I don't know practically. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how often are we going to go? Well, not in our lifetimes. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, what that, else? Well, there's no. There's, yeah, I mean, there's little reason moving forward to send people. We'll be able to just send robots to do everything. I mean, but why that's risk it okay, with but. People? 
but the reason we went to Mars is because we believe that that is the one of the planets that might actually sustain life, right? We I don't thought we went not because it was easy, but because it was hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, wouldn't it be great if when the rover is, or Perseverance is sort of taking photos, if they look and they zoom in and say, wait a minute, is that a wrapper for a payday bar up there? How did that yeah. get that? So did, isn't, isn't some local kid, didn't some local kid name the, name the buggy that landed? Yeah, off, off, isn't I that true? Like a 14-year-old kid. They had a contest. Yeah, and a kid yeah. came up with Perseverance. Yeah. yeah. How about he was, I'm not sure where he's from. He's local to somewhere. I'm not sure if he was No, I think, he's like, I think he's local oh, to us. Oh, that's right. I think he was in Northern Virginia kid, now that you mentioned Yeah, it. I yeah. think he is because I saw him on TV. That's cool. Saw him. He wants to be okay. an astronaut one day or wants to work for NASA. God bless him. Yeah, good. Yeah. What else? One, one final story. Uh, we'll take you uh, back to Texas. Uh, Christina Salinas from uh, West San Antonio had gone out uh, yesterday to buy tortillas when she saw a dog out on, in the cold just wandering around. She pulled the car over and used tortillas to try and lure the dog to get inside the car so she could you know, save him from being out in this horrible storm that they have there. Or eat it. it. With the tortillas, it's an interesting recipe there. Um, took her 30 minutes to safely wrangle him into a car. When she was asked why she helped the dog, she said, dogs, they don't know what's going on. Cats, pets, they don't know what's going on. So we try to help them out one dog at a time. I'm hoping the next person will stop too and help the different strays. So we just want to salute her, salute her for doing a nice, wonderful thing for, for a puppy today. How do we feel about that? I mean... Do we think that, for example, let's say the dog had a collar and identification and she just took it off and took the dog? I mean, do we know? Well, it we could be very cold it? down there. So she yeah. should be, prote- you know, taking the dog. I, mean, I think I think it's a I sort of think it's a lovely story, well, yeah. except that I don't really understand. I mean, it's know, a fine story. I'm just not sure it's worthy of well, yeah. probably redo this segment. I don't I mean, know. It's probably we, not worthy I, mean, of I, I feel better that Nigel didn't start by saying she just filled up a gas tank. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> we're I mean, honestly, we're. Talking about Mars, and we end with a small stray dog. Here's here's the only image I can bring away from Texas. That is Ted Cruz in blue jeans. Oh, sure. It's really making me rethink ever wearing blue jeans again. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's his. It's his. Did you like his mask with the Lone Star on it? Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah. I, like that. Did, I thought that was a nice Do you touch. think he felt that, oh, nobody will be able to tell this is me? You know? <laughs> well, the beard, the beard is very in style. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Is that it? Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. Good as we get. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. And be safe. Be safe in everything. Jeannie, enjoy your swim. Jeannie's going to go swimming. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Um, we will take a break. We will come back with um, a jingle and email. Yes, am I right? I'm right on the order on this. That is correct. Yes, tremendous. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to the Tony Kornheiser Show. We have a new sponsor of the show, Michelob Ultra. So I'd like to celebrate their joining us. You know, beer is synonymous with celebrating after a big win. It goes hand in hand with the joy that athletes experience from victory. Because of that, there is a perception that happiness and beer only come at the end of a journey, only come after the grind, after the hard work, after the win. Michelob is setting out to dismantle that perception. By partnering with some of the greatest athletes and proven winners of all time, they are demonstrating that happiness comes before the victory and that joy is a crucial ingredient on the road to success. Even the greatest athletes in the world choose to take time off the court or field to unplug, to have a beer with friends and find balance. 
Mikhailov is not discounting the hard work and commitment that it takes to become a world-class athlete and win championships, but they firmly believe that enjoyment and balance are crucial components of the winning formula. It's not just about professional athletes. Everyone out there should know that they can and should enjoy themselves on the road to success in life, and that they should permit themselves to have fun, smile more, and have a beer with friends. Like having a Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Okay, that was sent to us by Brian Hoyt. Brian in Sammamish, which is near Seattle, Washington. He writes, I don't think you've ever had anyone submit an accordion version of the mailbag, so I asked my wife to play it. I asked my wife if she could play it on the accordion. It took her about 30 minutes to write herself the music, and then she played it. It was actually amazing to watch her do it. The years of having to listen to her play accordion almost every night have finally paid off. Can you please name her the official accordion heir of the show? Thanks for all the hours of enjoyment over the years. I would do it... I wish, Brian, that you had sent us her name, her yes. first name, I you know. know, so that we could do that. All we have is your name, and all you did was watch it, you know, and listen to it. But it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. Send, send us her name. Uh, Nigel, do the Bethesda bagel ad. You were out today. You got bagels. You got four of them. We got one more than usual, so Michael gets to take two home. It's really well, yes, yeah, it's the weekend. Want to make sure you guys have plenty of supplies. But yes, Bethesda Bagel open today, despite the snow and the and the ice. Uh, all you need to do is go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in, and you will be thrilled. That'll do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, jumped out of bed, turned on the light, pulled down the shade, went to the kitchen for a bite, rolled up the shade, turned off the light. I jumped back into bed. It was the middle of the night. That's Dawson and Turner from the 1950s, and that describes what my life is like lately as I don't sleep. Thanks to our guest today, Richard Justice. Just wonderful of him to yes. do this show. Gary and Gene, thanks to our sponsors today, MeUndies, Policy Genius, Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio.com. If you get the show through iTunes, please leave us a review. From was, Grant was last McGuire. night better for you? Hmm? Was last night better? Yeah, I slept a little bit more. Not much, but a little bit. I was up at three. Uh, from Grant McGuire in Huntington, West Virginia. Tony, I just sent you a bottle of Angel's Envy, a favorite Kentucky bourbon of mine. It will reduce anxiety from COVID and icebound cabin fever. Also, you will sleep better. I am sending it through Drizzly Delivery app from a local Chevy Chase store. I hope this meets with your approval. I used your mailbag uh, email address to schedule delivery when you're at home. I did not tell them you've been waiting at your house for 11 months. I also had to give them your birthday to ensure you were over 21. I used January 1, 1900, and it worked. If the driver <laughs> asks if it's you, reply in your best 120-year-old man voice. It's just wonderful. Thank you, Grant. From Sean Scally in Union, Kentucky, I want to tell you about my second David Aldridge moment from the show. The first was when my son saw you at the doctor's office you share in D.C. and said, for 71, Mr. Tony is sneaky fast. I was listening to the show and I heard you talk about the tribute people send you. While it is an enviable, enviable position to be in, who would not want more payday bars, I can see where it might lead to some guilt. I'm on the Catholic side of the street. We know guilt, too. Anyway, you mentioned that Robbie McGoodwin of Lexington, Kentucky, and I said to myself, I know that guy. Anyone who has ever met Robbie knows there's only one Robbie McGoodwin. We were fraternity brothers in Delta Tau Delta, University of Kentucky. He was a senior when I was a freshman. When I met him, the first thing I said was, did you pose for that preppy handbook post?
Sinister, which was all the rage in 1979. His middle name could have been Madras, and he was the only brother who not only owned, but wore an ascot. So you can see where Delta Belts get their inspiration. On a final note, Robbie's one of the best people I know. I was an Army officer for 21 years, serving around the world. I didn't get back to Lexington often, but when I did and ran into Robbie, he always said, welcome home, which in my opinion is the way friends should treat friends. Enjoy the belts. Uh, the folks at Columbia will be asking about them when you put that great taste around your waist this summer. Keep up the excellent work. The connective tissue, boys and girls. And speaking of that, Jolene Wojcik. Mr. Tony, I am sorry to hear about your anxiety, pandemic-related, weather-related, or just plain old Mr. Tony-related. Might I make one suggestion to help pass your time each evening, or perhaps even for some middle-of-the-night viewing if you are up? Go back and rewatch The Americans. I watched it the first time along with you and all the other littles and absolutely loved it. Somehow it is even better the second time through. I added the subtitles this time and felt it was beneficial to have them on. So have Michael pull up the Amazon Prime, get your Stan Beeman tie on and watch, tie on and watch it again. Jolene, P.S. Thanks for the PTI shout out. Happy to do it, You actually Jolene. get Amazon Prime. Hmm? You actually get Amazon Prime. Uh, Carol stole it from you, right? Am no, I correct? she stole my Netflix. Oh, okay. You pay for Amazon Prime yourself. From Derek Studi in York, Pennsylvania. We just got through Valentine's, but it is one of the most exciting times of your show for me. I know the underpants read is coming. The time of year I picture Michael reliving his pony ride. You hand Michael the meat undies read, which he, he tries to refuse to read. But you remind him that that's what you're paying him for. As Don Draper said, that's what the money's for. With a mischievous, mischievous glint in your eye, you watch as he stammers through statements about going over or through the fence. If you knew how to use your phone, you would probably record or at least take a picture of Michael. When you first started working from home, I thought Michael's mother was hovering in the background to protect him from this humiliation. But now I know she gets as much enjoyment from this as you. <laughs> from kenny ray in fort walton beach florida long time your discussion of the ins and outs of ll bean's pants and t-shirts on Wednesday's podcast was riveting i can't wait for you and michael to break down the milan fashion week that starts next tuesday look i'm wearing the shirt the shirt's fine the pants are a little long I, i'm 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 not a 32 and i'm not a 30 i had them altered to 31 and a half and i should have had them altered to 31 and they're too long and my problem is this i told you to go straight 31 they're tight in the waist so if they shrink and they shrink enough that the that the leg works out i won't be able to put them on and button them because they're tight i made a mistake don't drive them from dick gabriel in lexington kentucky I wanted to pass along thanks for including Chuck Culpepper in your regular rotation of guests. We were fortunate to be able to read Chuck for nearly a decade here in Lexington, and it's so great hearing him on your show. You should know that he was a key contributor to a documentary I produced a few years ago on the anniversary of the 1998 NCAA title Kentucky won under Tubby Smith. The connecting thread I used as a script were excerpts from columns written by three journalists, Mark Coombs, Daryl Byrd, and Chuck. All three read some of their work on camera, and they were terrific. I will say with some pride that the documentary was named Best Sports Special in the State of Kentucky that year by the Associated Press Broadcasters Association. I have no doubt that Chuck's prose was a major element in its success. There's no way I could have produced a script that came anywhere close to what he provided. Thanks for years of entertainment. Isn't that lovely? I hope Chuck, somebody tells that to Chuck. Uh, this comes from Dan Taberski. Hello, Tony and Nigel and everybody. Regarding that trade school, NJIT, being on the Bearcats schedule, that's, that's what I said. New Jersey yep. Institute of Technology is a trade school. Hello from Massachusetts, where we have a simile in, in, initial trade school. Buzz Aldrin, I guess, astronaut is a trade. Kofi Annan, 
uh, Peace Prize winning trade. Shirley Ann Jackson chairing the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Definitely a trade. Yeah, but checks out MIT is a trade school. I mean, I didn't go there, but I can't wait to tell some of my nerd friends. P.S. You obviously don't have to include this, but I've been listening since you streamed on ESPN Radio. And during commercial breaks, you guys would keep the mics live, and Wilbon, who wouldn't have even been a guest, would just call in to argue something you had said in the last segment. <laughs> you would shout back at him and eventually have to cut him off so he could get back to Bob Ryan, whoever was leading the next segment. This, this show and all regulars are family for almost 20 years. Yes, even Saliza. Isn't that nice? It's just lovely. lovely. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. Okay, so we're, we're restarting. Yes, None of that correct. will be heard. Yep. None of that will be heard. Okay.
sleep nowhere. 